0: and lie for wealth and what it will buy but don't they know on the judgment day that gold and silver will melt away I'd rather be In a deep, dark grave And know that my Poor soul was saved Than to live in this world In a house of gold And deny my God And doom my soul What good is gold And silver too If your heart's not good And your heart's not true Sinner hear me When I say Fall down on your knees Before God And pray Oh I'd rather be In a deep, dark grave And know that my Poor soul will save Than to live in this world In a house of gold And deny my God And lose my soul Believe it Hey everybody, this is Brother Paxton. I'm coming to you from Rockbridge County, Virginia, and I want to read today uh, for just a few moments, for maybe a little longer devotional than usual, but from the book of Zechariah chapter 8. Now, in the Hebrew, there's a particular word uh, in the text that we're going to read that is very interesting. I'm reading it today from the New King James Version because there's a note that I want to share with you as I talk to you about four key ingredients to any prayer movement. You know, our country needs revival today. Our world needs revival today. And we're never going to have revival. It isn't even possible until we pray and cry out to God like never before. Um, We'll just start reading this here when we get to a couple of particular words. I want to share some interesting things with you. So Zechariah chapter 8, verse 18, Then the word of the Lord of hosts came to me, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, The fast of the fourth month, the fast of the fifth, the fast of the seventh, and the fast of the tenth shall be joy and gladness and continual feasts for the house of Judah. Therefore, love, truth, and peace. That's the 19th verse, very long verse. But I want you to notice that these fast, this time of fasting, and prayer always goes along with fasting. So when you read that, you understand they were offering prayers, they were fasting, and it said it shall be joy and gladness and cheerful feasts. When we come to pray for revival, to pray for a move of God's Spirit, we are to be joyful. We are to be cheerful. You know, nothing's worse than to, a, to walk into a church, to walk into a ministry, and the people look like they've been brought through the ringer. They look like they've been sucking on lemons. And, and they look sour. And they look religious. And they look mean. But we're not supposed to be that kind of people, folks. We are to have served the Lord with joy and with gladness and with cheerfulness. And this was connected right to these times of fasting for Israel. And it says also, love, truth, and peace. Ladies and gentlemen, if we want to see revival in the church in America, we have got to stop looking for ways to be acceptable to the world. Because the world is never going to accept Christ. The world is never going to receive his message. I'm talking about the world system as a whole. What we have to believe God for is people in the world. People in the world who are living souls, who are eternal, who we need to bring them the truth of the gospel. We we, we need to stop looking for ways to be politically correct. Stop looking for ways that you and I can mix with them and be accepted and be cheered. We need to preach the truth. We need to love truth. And then it says, and peace. And we need, to, we need to look to do this in such a way that we're not standing on the other side of the protest line shouting insults back at the ones who are insulting us. That is not the way that Christians should be conducting business. We speak the truth. We speak the truth in love. We don't back down from the truth. Yet we love all men. And we want to shine as lights in a darkened society the truth of the Word of Almighty God. And the Word of God hasn't changed just because cultures have changed. So we still believe what they believed 2,000 years ago when the early church was started and all the doctrine that was given by the apostles. We believe that. But we, we walk in the love of God. And we have in our lives something that much of the world truly doesn't have today we have a joy we have a peace we have truth you know when you believe something your life becomes anchored you become stable and solid on the rock of christ jesus we have joyfulness we have gladness of heart and the world will want to have that and i'm I'm not talking now about the world system the world system will will reject christ but people in the world will want what we have because the Holy Spirit is dealing with the hearts of men to bring them to Christ. Verse 20, thus says the Lord of hosts, peoples shall yet come. I I love that verse. Peoples, in other words, plural, even though the word people is plural, that's the way it's translated out of the Hebrew. Peoples shall yet come. Inhabitants of many cities, the inhabitants of one city shall go to another, saying, and here's the word, let us continue to go and pray before the Lord and seek the Lord of hosts. I myself will go also. The word continue in the King James. This is the New King James. The word continue in the King James is translated swiftly. So it says, let us go swiftly. And and both of them are correct when you look at the Hebrew word. In other words, let us go swiftly to pray continually. Let us go swiftly to pray all the time. Let us be quick to pray, quick to intercede. So when somebody offends me or when somebody is is protesting again, you know, in some ridiculous uh, subject matter that they're on these days, let us go quickly to intercede. Let's don't rail in accusation. Let us go quickly to go before God and say, oh God, send the move of your spirit to America once again. Oh God, save people. Save them, poor people that are out there. They don't know what they're doing. They need the light of the Holy Spirit to be shown in their hearts. Save them. So it's, it's, a, it's a continuous action and it's a swift action. We don't wait to put, I'll pray about that in my prayer time tomorrow morning. No, it's a swift, continuous action of prayer. And that um, remember now, that prayer is accompanied with joy, gladness, and cheerfulness. Verse 22 says this, Yes, many peoples and strong nations shall come to seek the Lord of hosts in Jerusalem and to pray before the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, In those days ten men from every language of the nations shall grasp the sleeve of a Jewish man, saying, Let us go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. Two things I want to say about this before we go in to close this clip. Even though this prophecy was given for the Jewish people, we the church have been grafted in. And so we can stand upon its promises. The only ones that are obvious that we can't stand upon is the land, the land covenant. You know, that's exclusively Israel. But all of the spiritual promises that God made to Israel, his character has not changed. And so we've been grafted in by believing in Christ, who is the Messiah. So we can stand upon these promises in our day, in our time, in our nation, and we can come as a nation once again to seek the lord you would be amazed at what god would do in america if we would simply seek him again simply love him again and have respect i heard pastor bob joyce preaching the other night a great man of god he blesses my heart and he was talking about how that we we need to have respect for jesus again we need to have respect for the ten commandments have respect for the bible Have respect for the ways of God in America once again. You'd be surprised the miracles God would perform in this nation. Now I want to share this note with you. Uh, In 1748, Jonathan Edwards called for concerts of prayer based on these passages of Scripture that I just read to you. Edwards' lengthy title after 18th century fashion, summarizes Zechariah's vision for any prayer movement. A humble attempt to promote the agreement and the union of God's people throughout the world in extraordinary prayer for revival and the advancement of God's kingdom on earth, according to scriptural promises and prophecies of the last time. First, the prophet Zechariah called for a spirit of hope and of urgency to prevail. The remnant was told eventually to quit fasting and to start feasting in celebration and anticipation of how God would act on their behalf, verse 19. I want you to understand that. Let's pray. Let's believe God. And then let's Prepare for the answer to that prayer to come in. Let's prepare for the provision. Let's prepare for the provision of God. The answer to our prayers. Hallelujah. Let's act like the word is true in our lives. That's what it's saying. Secondly, he called for continual prayer with a correct agenda. They were to seek the Lord. The literal Hebrew translates... It translates it as seek the face of the Lord. We've got all kinds of people today that are seeking the hand of God. We are commanded to seek the face of God. When the face comes, the hand comes with it. Praise the Lord. So in other words, we seek his heart. We seek his will. We seek his ways. And then he brings provision. He brings blessing. Thirdly, they were to encourage one another to join in prayer it says one city shall go to another in verse 21 as God's people united in the work of prayer for revival and fourthly we were to expect an impact because of our prayers so that many would come and many would seek God's manifest presence in their lives as he moved among us in the beginning in other words as God's People begin to seek his face to seek his face and seek his will and seek his ways as we begin to come together in unity and walk in love and proclaim the truth and walk in peace as we go through this tumultuous time the people out there people will look at us and they will come and join themselves to us and begin to seek God for their lives as well Praise God. Now, this is revival when that begins to happen. Praise God. And lastly, they were to expect that that impact to come. And these developments are to be expected in any generation. That's what I told you. This, This was talking about Israel, absolutely. But it's talking about the last times. And because we are spiritually grafted in, God has one people, those who have received Jesus as Messiah, okay? God has a nation called Israel that will one day come back to Messiah. Well, they will come to Christ. The scripture says one day all Israel shall be saved. When Jesus reveals himself to them again as the Messiah. But these promises apply to you and me in every generation. And prayer movements will awaken the church to seek God and so while we put a great premium on preaching and we believe in the Word and we believe in sound doctrine and we believe in truth the first step the beginning of it all is prayer so I want to encourage you today as we've shared this little message with you I want to encourage you today to believe God for big things humble your heart seek God's face Anything that he shows you in your life that needs to be let go of, let go of it. Anything he wants you to put in your life, put it in. His Holy Spirit will help you to do both. His Holy Spirit will help you to get rid of the bad and bring in the good. Seek him humbly. Cry out to him in believing prayer. And you watch what God will do in this generation. I do not believe that all hope is lost. I believe the church needs to be revived, awakened, and aroused in the presence of God once again. From Rockbridge County, Virginia, this is Evangelist Len Paxton saying, go with God and he will go with you. Bless you. Hey everybody, this is Brother Paxton. We are still here at the Bedford County Courthouse in Bedford, Virginia. This is just a great old town and I really love it here. We're continuing our little mini-series of devotions on prayer. And we're referring a lot to the quotes of e.m bounds he was a great uh, confederate chaplain during the time of the civil war and almost everybody uh, knows who e.m bounds is he has written some of the most classic material ever written on prayer this one's entitled humility energizes prayer and i want to read psalms uh, 131 verse 1. here's what it says my heart is not proud O lord now how many knows it takes some faith to get to that point? Oh, we gotta pray every day. Lord, don't let my heart get proud. Let my heart be humble before you. My heart is not proud, O oh Lord. My eyes are not haughty. In other words, I don't look up at like I'm better than anybody. I don't look down on people. My heart is not proud, oh Lord. My eyes are not haughty. I do not concern myself with great matters or things that are too wonderful for me. I put myself in the hands of God every single day, and I trust Him to get me through my life, to make my life matter, to make it count. And that produces, that's a humility that energizes, produces an energy, there's a force to it that ignites a believer's prayer life. A proud, arrogant, haughty person cannot pray the types of prayers that will shake nations, that will shake a world, that will call a nation back to Jesus Christ at a critical crossroads in our very history. A proud, arrogant, haughty spirit that shouts its insults right along with the people in the world will never get the job done, but a humble believer who trusts in God, who walks in the love of Christ, that will make a difference in our generation. and That's what we're looking for. E.M. Bounds said this, Humility holds in keeping the very life of prayer. The very lifeblood, so to speak, of prayer is held in the arms of humility. You drop humility, you drop the life of prayer. It falls to the ground. The heavens will be as brass, and there will be no answer. But if you walk in humility, God will literally move. Humility and faith are kind of like twins, and humility will move God to action on our behalf. Bounds goes on to say neither pride or vanity can pray. It is a positive quality, a substantial force, humility is, that energizes prayer. There is no power in prayer to rise up to God without humility. So in other words, humility is also like the jet fuel. That plane doesn't have any fuel. It has no power to take off. It has no power to ascend and rise up. That's the way humility is with prayer. Without humility, our prayers don't get any further than our lips and they fall to the ground. How many knows today, in 2019 and beyond, that we need some prayers to touch heaven? We need God to help us. We need God to spare our nation, to save our nation, to call our nation back to the cross. It starts with humility. And it starts with prayer. Ian e. Bounds continued. He said, Humility springs from a lowly estimate of ourselves and of our deserving. Okay? It doesn't mean that we think of ourselves as scum of the earth. We, we think of ourselves as in Christ, and we recognize where we would be without Him. And we recognize that we do not deserve that which God has blessed us with. If we were left to our own devices, we'd go to hell. If we're left to our own devices, we'd ruin our homes, we'd ruin our our churches, we'd ruin our communities, but thanks be to God, we are not on our own, we are in Christ, and he supplies us with the power that we need to live a godly life. So we recognize that, that's what humility springs out of. I can't do this on my own, I've got to have Jesus. Humility starts there. To be clothed with humility, is to be clothed in a prayer garment. You talk about the, the real prayer shawl is humility. All right, let's keep going. Humility is realizing our unworthiness. The feeling and the declaring of ourselves as sinners because we are sinners. We need a Savior. Kneeling, kneeling in prayer suits us very well as the physical posture of our prayer because it speaks of our humility. And so I want to leave you with this encouraging thought today. We are in Christ. He has given us the power to live a godly life through the presence of the Holy Spirit, through the blood of Jesus Christ. We really need to learn to just totally depend upon Christ, totally depend upon that sacrifice at the cross, the blood that was shed. Trust God and love people. Now, you're well on your way to a deeper life of humility, a deeper understanding of who you really are you are a sinner in need of a savior you have a savior now you are the righteousness of god in christ jesus you are empowered by the holy spirit to establish the kingdom and the kingdom is a kingdom of love and the kingdom is a kingdom of mercy and forgiveness and we establish that everywhere we go we never change what the bible says there is a judgment there is a judge there is a time But as long as you are breathing, you have the opportunity to see God change your life. And God loves you so much that he wants to change you. That's our message. And we go about in the power of Christ to establish his kingdom. If you're not trying to establish the kingdom in the power of Christ, all you have is a bunch of religion. And what that religion has done, uh, always throughout history, has produced Pharisees and Sadducees. the Sadducees are like the liberals and they don't believe anything and the Pharisees are like the ultra ultra right that is mean spirited and hateful Jesus is in the middle and Jesus is reaching out to both and that's our job as Christians and Christ followers is to establish that kingdom everywhere we go by prayer and in prayer we will receive the deed that we need to accomplish the, the idea of how to minister, whatever the case might be. But it starts with humility, and it starts with prayer. Oh, God, today, let us be people of humility, people of prayer, people of power, and people who can see reconciliation brought to humanity and to be restored to God in the day and age in which we're living. And this is Evangelist Len Paxton from Bedford County, Virginia, saying, Go with God, and He will go with you. Bless you. Saved a wretch like me I once was lost But now I'm gone. Was blind But now I see Was grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fears relieve. How precious did that grace of me, The hour I first believed. many dangers poise and snares I have already come His grace has brought me safe as far and grace will lead The Lord has promised good to me his word my hope secure he will my shield and portion me as long As eternity endures When we've been there Just about ten thousand years Bright shining as the sun We've no less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. Hallelujah to the Lamb forever. Well, I'm tired and so weary. But I must go along till the Lord comes and calls calls me away Oh yeah Well the morning so bright and the Lamb is the light and the night Night is as black as the sea. Oh yes, there will be peace, peace in the valley for me someday. There will be peace in the valley for me. Oh Lord, I pray. There'll be no sadness No sorrow No trouble I see There will be peace In the valley For me Well the bear Will be gentle And the wolf will be tamed and the lion shall lay down by the lamb oh yeah. and the beast from the wild shall be led by a little child and i'll be changed changed from this creature That I am Oh thank God for it There will be peace Peace In the valley For me Someday There will be peace In the valley For me Oh Lord I pray There'll be no Sadness. sadness No sorrow, no trouble, I see. There will be peace in the valley for me, for